You're listening to Positively Mental, sponsored by Fremont Counseling. If you're unsure about how to speak with your primary care provider or would like an evaluation immediately, you can contact Fremont Counseling to take advantage of open access hours. You can call Fremont Counseling in Lander at 332-2231 or Riverton at 856-6587 or look up their information at fremontcounseling.com. Exploring mental health and the human mind one episode at a time. This is the Positively Mental Podcast. From the Porter's 10Cast studio, here's professional counselor Lance Godey. Greetings, everyone. I'm Lance Godey here in the Porter's 10Cast studio, and this is Positively Mental. Thanks for joining me on a journey of exploring mental health from a positive perspective. On today's podcast, I want to talk about the subject of seasonal affective disorder, and that's sometimes also referred to using the acronym SAD, or SAD, which I guess is pretty unique, uh, and it's a good description of how people might feel who are affected. Uh, some call it the winter blues, they call it cabin fever, maybe seasonal depression. But uh, seasonal affective disorder often starts in the fall and may continue into the winter months, which is called the winter pattern. But there is also a version that can happen in the summer, although it is much rarer. Uh, But symptoms in the winter pattern, which we are going to talk about today here, include having low energy, hypersomnia, or feeling like you want to sleep all of the time, overeating, weight gain, craving for carbohydrates, and even social withdrawal, kind of almost feeling like you want to hibernate. It is thought to affect over 10 million people in the United States alone. So some of the attributes that may increase your risk of SAD include being female. Unfortunately, uh, SAD is diagnosed four times more often in women than in men. Uh, Living far from the equator, uh, which probably makes sense. The farther you you are, the less light there is. Uh, in fact, uh, people in New England or Alaska, for example, uh, suffer uh, from this 9% uh, at a quantity of 9% compared to only 1% of population in Florida. Uh, a family history, there is a connection to family uh, who have previously had issues of depression, uh, can contribute to SAD uh, in their um in their family members. And then depression itself, having depression or bipolar disorder. Some of the symptoms of depression may worsen during the seasons uh, as a result. Uh, uh, Younger age, uh, younger adults have a higher risk of SAD than older adults. Uh, So it's been reported even in children and teens. The causes of SAD are unknown, but research has found some biological clues. Uh, Something uh, wrong with the neurotransmitters that involve the moods uh, in are involved in mood uh, such as serotonin many people have probably heard of the of the uh, key uh, neurotransmitter serotonin so having more serotonin transporter uh, is is an issue uh, during the winter months uh, and that can cause the problem uh, they may overproduce the hormone melatonin. Uh, some people take melatonin to sleep, and if you're overproducing it, you're going to be sleepier. So that makes sense. And then uh, may produce less vitamin D. Vitamin D is one of the treatment areas the, and is believed to play a role in serotonin activity. So uh, without uh, enough vitamin D, you may suffer from SAD. There are four major types of treatment for uh, SAD. 
uh, medication, including things like uh, vitamin D supplements, things like light therapy, and psychotherapy. So some of these can be used alone or in combination, and I would encourage anyone listening who may believe that they struggle with seasonal affective disorder to talk to their doctor or seek out some other professional like a nurse, a counselor, or a psychiatrist so you can confirm your symptoms to the possibility of SAD. For a deeper dive into this topic on today's podcast, I am happy to introduce my guest, Shelley Wolf. Uh, she is a licensed clinical social worker from Fremont Counseling here in Fremont County. And uh, welcome, Shelley, to Positively Mental. Thank you. Hello. So we're talking about seasonal affective disorder today. Is that something you see a lot of in your practice at Fremont Counseling? We see quite a bit of depression and its varieties, mild, moderate, or severe, or maybe mixed with another disorder, such as anxiety disorder, an addictive disorder, or even a psychosis of some kind. And while depression is one of the more common mental health problems facing us humans, seasonal affective disorder itself is more rarely diagnosed. This could be for several reasons. Maybe people just see it as the winter blues and they don't see it as enough of a problem to come see a counselor or a doctor. Uh, it could also be easy to think that it's a form of the other more typical kinds of depression. Also, seasonal affective disorder can occur alongside other illnesses, other mental illnesses, which are easier to spot and diagnose or which might be seen as more serious. I found it interesting that according to Psychology Today, seasonal affective disorder is estimated to, to affect 10 million Americans, like you mentioned, with another 10 to 20 percent that may have mild symptoms of um, seasonal affective disorder. So it really, really does affect a lot of people. And, and you know, population-wise, as, we were t- as I was mentioning in the intro, uh, being in these northern climates where we have less sun during the winter is going to make us very prone to to uh, that that type of thing. So what kind of treatments have you or maybe other professionals at Fremont, Fremont Counseling found particularly effective for SAD? I would say some combination of what you previously mentioned, possibly um, seeing a doctor and get antidepressant medications, checking for vitamin D, vitamin D deficiencies, um, light therapy and counseling. Uh, as you mentioned, exactly what works is going to be unique to each individual. Gotcha. Yeah, that, and that makes sense. I mean, every, every one of us is different. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go on. Yeah, and as far as counseling goes, I think it's important to remember it can be very solution-focused and short-term and with an emphasis on identifying and changing your negative thoughts and behaviors that may make you feel worse. Um, It can be useful to have someone help create a plan and to support you with the follow-through of scheduling activities and limiting avoidance, which can be really challenging to overcome when you're feeling depressed. It can also be an opportunity just to learn useful approaches and techniques for reducing overall stress. Yeah, and and I would imagine that um, there are a lot of people that are listening to this and going, you know, yeah, that sounds a lot like some of the things that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I have personally experienced SAD myself, and I found light therapy to be very helpful and effective. Um, the idea behind light therapy is to replace the missing sunshine with artificial light by using light boxes that produce a bright white light. Um, it's relatively safe, although there can be some minor side effects such as headaches and irritability. You should definitely check with your doctor if you're taking antibiotics or have a family history of macular degeneration 
before you try light therapy. Sure. Yeah, there are many light boxes available online, so they're easy to come by, but it's important to find the right one and to use it correctly. It's interesting, you know, that if you can't get enough light outside, it makes sense that you would just find an artificial source, but that it can work actually in the exact same way. That's great. Yeah, it is great. So if you're thinking of getting a light box, um, your light box should have 10,000 lux. A lux is a measure of light intensity. Um, For example, a bright sunny day is 50,000 lux or more. And the box itself has Mm 10,000. So, and you'd also want to keep your eyes open, but you don't stare directly at the light. You keep the box in front of you or just off to the side and about a foot away. You can read, you could even watch TV, have your coffee while you're doing it. And it's good to use it for 20 to 30 minutes a day, ideally 30 minutes before 10 o'clock. But if you don't have time, you can break it up throughout the day, but try to get some of it in before 10 Mm o'clock. Another possibility is um, a dawn simulator. Um, It gradually increases the light in your bedroom during your last 30 minutes of sleep. Um, And that's been found to also help with um, sad symptoms. In fact, some studies found that dawn simulators were as effective for people with mild symptoms um, of SAD as light therapy was. I would think, you know, really, as as you think about a light box and artificial light, in this time of year, uh, you know, it's getting better now, ever since the winter solstice says we're uh, getting a few more minutes of light every day, but that when we go to work and it's dark, and then we come home and it's dark, it can be difficult to find a time Uh, other than the artificial time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really have to kind of force yourself to that 20 and 30 minutes to really make it worthwhile for you. But maybe on the weekends, can you maybe hopefully even make up for it a little bit as whether it's going outside, spending that time during the day. Nothing better than than the real thing versus the artificial thing. Yes, go for the real thing if you can. You bet. So do you think residents of Wyoming particularly uh, are more affected by SAD than others and and maybe other states? And we we talked a little bit about that, but your thought on, on, on Wyoming light, I guess. Mm, yeah, I think we're similar, similarly affected as other states that share similar latitudes and the shorter days in the winter. Um, however, um, I think we're lucky because we do have the benefit of lots of sunshine and plenty of opportunities for a variety of winter activities that make it easier to get out and get more natural light. Um, taking advantage of sunlight by being outside and sitting near a window when you're inside can help with the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder and we're lucky to have so much sunshine. You know, I, I think I always think of that for Wyoming is that we are blessed that even as cold as it is or as, you know, wintry as it is, the good thing is, is we get a lot of clear days where mm-hmm. it's just clear. And if you can just make it outside for or sit on the front porch or, like you said, sit by a window, you can really make a major effect on on your um, mental health. Mm-hmm. If there's a listener out there right now who is realizing that they might be suffering um, from the symptoms of SAD, what recommendation would you give them? Well, I would um, tell them definitely don't ignore your symptoms. Your brain and body are trying to tell you something isn't quite right. Uh, Take the first step to get an accurate diagnosis uh, by talking to your doctor or finding a mental health clinician in order to start tackling your symptoms and to start feeling better. Also, reach out to a trusted friend or family member and let them really know what's going on. They can support you as you create a plan and take steps to make the changes that can improve your symptoms. You bet. 
I'd say in addition to seeking help, um, you can start by taking things into your own hands. We talked about some things already, but, um, you know, if it's possible to take a trip to a sunny, warm climate for a winter break, do it. Um, make and keep plans with friends and family that can help you stay connected to your loved ones, um, which can improve mood. Uh, definitely try not to self-medicate. Um, it's tempting to self-medicate with alcohol and drugs, but it's likely to make things worse than better. And just, you know, taking care of your general health with exercise and healthy eating. Um, we all know exercising increases the production of our feel-good chemicals in our brain. And you can just start small, but, you know, it's important to start moving your body and definitely try to resist eating too much of the feel-good carbs that we all consider comfort foods. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'd say go to sleep and wake up at the same time every day to help normalize your circadian rhythms. Try to eat three meals a day around the same time each day because maintaining that regular schedule um, can really help keep hormones in balance and regulate your mood. Definitely. Yeah, and... Also, I encourage people to explore complementary health therapies such as acupuncture, yoga, chiropractic, massage, and, and maybe naturopathy as a way to manage stress and take care of your overall health. A naturopathic doctor may be able to help identify further supplement, excuse me, supplements yeah. that may provide general brain support if you have more mild symptoms of seasonal affective disorder. So that's great. And, you know, you've really provided a variety of things. It's not just one simple thing. Uh, there's any number of things that might work for each individual. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the, all of those things are, are possibilities. It's cool that, you know, really you're not looking at, well, just go see a counselor, period. Uh, there's a variety of things that are possible. So thanks for that. Uh, so remind the listeners one more time, what are the symptoms of SAD? If they're thinking, what was it again? I can't remember what the th some of those things might be. Uh, can you kind of go through those again and, and talk about what those might be? Sure. Um, if you're finding yourself experiencing unusual tiredness or unexplained fatigue, um, this can cause people to feel low energy, resulting in not being able to get your day the day activities done. So if that's happening, that could be a sign that you're um, experiencing seasonal affective disorder. Um, a person may be getting too much sleep and not being able to get up to go to work or school in the morning. Um, changes in your eating may be occurring. You might be overeating and craving carbs, which can result in weight gain. That might be a sign. It can affect your concentration, which can interfere with work or school performance. Um, people with SAD can also feel like they no longer do certain tasks as well as they used to. and They may have feelings of dissatisfaction or guilt because of it. A person may feel depressed, low, or an irritable mood that lasts for more than a couple of weeks. Um, during that time, there might also be a sense of hopelessness or worthlessness, and people can be more self-critical about what they're doing and how they're doing. Uh, they may also be more sensitive than usual to criticism and cry or get upset more often or more easily. And finally, someone with SAD may lose interest in things he or she normally likes to do and may seem unable to enjoy things as before. Yeah, that's, that's great. All of those things are, you know, hopefully there's some people out there thinking, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> um, and, and now the, the, how would you kind of summarize all of those? Yeah, I just say overall the problems caused by seasonal affective disorder, such as the lower than usual performance or less energy for social socializing with friends, can really affect self-esteem and can really leave a person feeling disappointed, isolated, and lonely. 
especially if he or she doesn't realize what's causing the changes in energy, mood, and their motivation. Definitely. You know, I, I just think overall it's, you know, revisiting that this is that time of year where where a lot of times you just wake up and think why am I feeling the way I'm feeling and really to look outside and say when it's you know dark during the day um, there might mean something and to be able to say I can do something about that is a is a big part in um, you know taking ownership of that finding someone maybe you can't do it yourself but maybe you can find someone you can so or around you that can help you so thank you Shelley for uh, joining me here on Positively Mental. I hope we have helped our listeners and maybe understand SAD a little bit better. So as my listeners know, I always end my podcast with a challenge on actions you can take based on what we have talked about. So this week, here is my challenge. One of the biggest things you can do for seasonal affective disorder is to get outside and get some sun. So my challenge to my listeners is to leave your house your apartment or your work, even for five minutes and go for a walk outside. If you can do more, do it. But if you just can't get out, take some other sort of action, like calling a counselor, calling a friend, or calling someone to get you out to seek help. I want to thank you again for listening. And if you know someone struggling with their mental health, talk to them. Listen with an open mind and offer your support. Or call a professional. Remember, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number is 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. And remember, let's all be positively mental out there.